0: Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey
1: there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec. I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Lisa. Say hello, Lisa. Hello. So happy to be here. Awesome. So Lisha, tell us, tell the peeps what you've been up to. Give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you do.
0: I am a business and money coach. I'm based in Sedona, Arizona, and I have been focusing my life, my career on helping people with their money, helping people with their business. I'm a wife, a mom. My husband and I also run several businesses uh, around real estate, Airbnb business, commercial real estate, and real estate development. So, very busy human being and super, super happy because. I have been able to merge my passion for self-realization, inner work, into my work as an author and as a coach. And I teach people about mindset first. And second is the implementation, the execution. Like, what does that look like? Wow. That is a seriously unique
1: position to be in, to be a commercial real estate agent in Sedona. It seems like those two worlds are so far apart. So far. (laughs)
0: And the business, the, the commercial real estate building that we run is in Sedona. So, right. but yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a great journey. It's funny because when we decided to invest in a commercial real estate building, I had a client at the time who was a commercial real estate broker. And I was like, I need your help. And she didn't help us do the transaction, but she, there's, there's always a mindset shift when you invest or you get involved in a new source of income because you're like, it's like a whole new world, but what I have learned is when you lean into something like that, it's like amazing what can happen if you can get past your own fears of like, what if this doesn't work out?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We are definitely going to go into that more, but how did you get into all of this? how did you get into money coaching?
0: I, uh, long story put really simply. I grew up in a home, my parents were entrepreneurs, they were really bad with money. I had a lot of fear about money growing up because we would lose a car, we would lose a house, we lost a lot of stuff. And it made me terrified of not having money. So when I got the opportunity to go to college, I got out of college, I was studying clothing design and I got my first job working for Jessica McClintock as a designer in San Francisco and i wasn't making any money and i was like oh my gosh i'm going to be broke just like my parents so i decided to go back and get my mba in finance after just one year of like working in the fashion business and then i went into banking and you make a lot more money in financial services than you do for most people than you would in fashion design and that began this 30-year journey that you know i continue to live to this day Also my husband is a general contractor and He had gone to college but wasn't interested in having a desk job. He was like, I want to be outside. I want to use my hands. And about five years into our journey of of being married and like building one house for ourselves, it was like, wait a minute, you know, I'm really good with the money and finding the money and getting paid a lot in my job. You're great at building houses. What if we put those strengths together and start to build houses and, and live in them for a few years, flip them, don't have to pay any income tax when you do that. So The rest is history. It allowed us to build great wealth at a young age and give us incredible freedom.
1: Nice. So, how did you decide to take that into the um, coaching? Coaching as opposed to real estate coaching.
0: Yeah. At first, when I so seven years ago, I was a financial advisor, and I was not thinking that that was really where I was supposed to be um, because a lot of our money had been made more often in real estate and not stock market investing. I learned all about that. I'm a certified financial planner, but my heart was really inside of why are people struggling with money in the way that they do? Like working with people in their money for all these years, some people are totally fine. They just like, they're good at money. They don't stress about it that like problems come up and they're like, it's going to be fine. I was not one of them. I was more like my parents. I was freaked out about it. And I, and, and I noticed that tons of people were the same way as I was, where we all suffered from scarcity mindset. And so seven years ago, I made the decision to walk away from all of it and start teaching people about the mindset of why some people were really good at building wealth. And, and I would say I was one of those people, but I also worried about it a lot. And so it made me curious of how could you build wealth without worrying about money all the time? And that began my coaching. And at first I just thought I was gonna teach people about money, but, but, but I've been in business for myself. I even started my own business when I was like at eight years old. I've literally been running businesses on the side my whole life. And when I started the money coaching, all my clients were business owners because they totally got the idea that there was a money mindset. Like they wanted help with it. But then before you knew it, they were asking me business questions. And before you knew it, I was like, I think I'm a business coach and a money coach. And that's, that's how that came to be. Nice. I love that.
1: Well, I think it's super pertinent because in my experience, the, the business owner always has kind of a money limit. Like there's glass ceilings that we hit even as entrepreneurs, but it's not because of our external circumstances. It's because of our internal, our internal glass ceiling, right? Like the problem somebody has earning 200,000 a year versus 800,000 a year, totally different business dilemmas, but in weird way, that I found a very similar that their brain is getting in their own way.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of different things that compete for our attention and As business owners the more we understand the way we think and our shadows so the parts of ourselves that we don't want anyone to see i think the more comfortable we are as a true leader who's really really making a difference in the world like we we just become clearer channels we help people in bigger ways when we're comfortable with ourselves and i think that's what i like a lot about coaching is it really it pushes me to be my best self And I also love encouraging others to notice that, that there might be just like one thing blocking the, the thriving life that they've always wanted to live. And, and that is like a huge moment when you can actually help somebody reach that super powerful part of themselves. Nice. Love that. So who would you say your ideal
1: client is? Who do you love to serve and support?
0: So I love helping uh, folks who have built a business to a certain level, would that be you know, 80000 in revenue, two or $300,000 in revenue. A lot of my clients have gotten to a certain stage and they realize that they've capped out and that they may or may or may not have worked with coaches in the past, especially business coaches, but they're ready to get some assistance in looking at their financials, looking at like, what can the data tell me about, you know, what can I profit? Like most people don't understand their profit and loss and balance sheet and their transaction data and all this stuff. But because mm-hmm. of my background, I'm able to use the data that the business can present to help people make better decisions so that it leads to the bottom line. So people can actually take their business and then build wealth from their business, not live struggling, which a lot of business owners might make a lot of revenue, but how much they actually take out of their business and invest in other sources, not so many. So how can we build wealth through our businesses rather than having the business be everything? Yeah, I'd say that most people don't have, have never seen their own PL, let alone <laughs> no one
1: <laughs> understand how to get at. It. But then you also bring the super fun side, because I just love how your brain works in that you're You've got the very much right hand and the left hand, both parts of your brain's working in conjunction. So that is awesome. So for those of you who can't see, at has got chakra um, pictures and little rainbow colored books and all sorts of fun lights. And like you got the really touchy feely side of the business down too. So tell us a little bit about that because that fascinates me.
0: So I've been on an inner journey for about 22 years and I wrote a book over the past five, six years called The Mindful Millionaire. And in the journey of writing the book and working with my clients, I wanted to understand what causes someone to live in scarcity mindset, which would be similar to like what happened when I was growing up. I felt like my parents were very scarcity minded. And I wanted to change the way I think from This more prosperity, like opportunity. And and so what I started doing was working with business owners and learning about like, what does it take to go from scarcity into prosperity? And what do their lives look like? And what do their businesses look like? So all that inner work, 22 years of daily meditation practice, learning about breaking free of my own blocks and shadows ultimately got brought into my business to help people do the same for themselves. And so I do super deep work. Normally you would not have somebody who knows the numbers like I do, who does like super deep, like this life and past life breakthroughs, but that's my, like, I just go deep with whatever I do. And so I do actually bring both sides into it. I channel, I can talk to people who have passed away, like, I have these psychic abilities that I've had since I was a child, but that I was really not familiar with how to use them, how to use them to help other people. And that's all kind of opened up, especially in this past seven years as a business owner.
1: Wow. That is awesome. So give us an example of a, one of your Cinderella, Cinderella stories.
0: Uh, one of the things that I often help people do is understand what are the obstacles that keep them, like we were talking about, from thriving in their business. And one common area for business owners is around pricing and the structure of our offerings. And I noticed that a lot of my clients undervalue themselves. They're chronic under-earners. And you know, they don't know how to break that cycle. And so in our work together, one client in particular had a large like six, $700,000 service based business, and couldn't, no matter how many times I said, I think it's in the pricing, I think it's in the pricing. She was like, No, it's not. It's this, it's that. Once I get this, then I'm already charging the most that I can charge in this business because it, it's like a commodity. Finally, we realized that we were going to make this increase of about 10% across the board to all of our clients. And that increase in her rates while it took a long time when she did it she doubled her profitability and she was like I cannot believe I didn't listen to you for the past two years when you were telling me I should be doing this but again we're all on our own timelines maybe somebody listening to this today is like I am that person I am someone who people have been telling me to increase my prices but I keep saying no that is something that that the, the The Cinderella story is that we have no idea what the possibility is with our business. And I think that it is a very healthy, robust business to be looking at, not how can I be the cheapest person, but how can I be a premium provider who provides great value to my customers? And if I don't provide that value now, is there something that I can do that doesn't take extra time on my side, but would mean great things to my clients? Like get creative, find a way to ultimately have your pricing be in alignment with the products and services that you offer. And also, you know, inflation, making sure that, I mean, we are going through a period, whether, you know, they tell us that we're in high inflation or not. And you look at home prices, you look at other things like, food prices. Like we are having a lot of inflation. The government's just not telling us about that inflation and your <laughs> business needs to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really like, different things. <laughs> yeah. I have always questioned the way that they calculate inflation. I've never really totally bought it, bought it. Um, but let's just put it this way. Your business prices need to be inflating and keeping up with the other things in life or that's a place to focus. And yeah.
1: Hmm. Nice. I love that. And yes, some peeps, if, a, if a numbers person tells you that your prices are too low, your prices are too low because you don't have a profit margin. If you don't have profit margin, you have a high level of frustration and resentment towards your clients. And that's never good. Yeah. Clients don't like it when you resent them. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So what do you think some of the stumbling blocks might be that somebody's at home thinking, oh my God, Lisa, I need you so bad. What, what are they experiencing?
0: Yeah, the I think that in these times, especially after pandemic plus, right? A lot of us are sort of licking our wounds and kind of like, wow, that was a rough year. And some people had great years, but they're they're also concerned about how do I keep the momentum going? I mean, there can be a lot of different things going on, but I noticed that we have to always be watching our mindset and whether or not we are looking at it from a place of scarcity. And what I mean by that is fear of loss, Fear of failure. Fear of not having all the answers. Fear of doing it all by yourself. This is a good one for you, Michelle, right? Because there are people that are like, well, it's always going to be better if I can do it myself. Whereas a prosperity thinking is who else do I need to have on my team? so that we can grow the business, right? How can I mitigate risk? It's not that I'm going to avoid risk. Part of being in business is having risk, but how can I mitigate risk? What can I test? What can I try differently? How can I be thinking about systems that need to be built into my, into my business rather than having it people intensive? What can I, move into a system that we're, you know, doing it over and over again so that I increase my profit margins by having it systematized. Like that's prosperity thinking. And what I notice is that we might have some of those boxes checked as a business owner, but we don't have all of them. And I like teaching people about like, well, Scarcity looks like this and prosperity looks like this. Which one are you doing? And how can we help you get over here rather than in the loss? What what if this happens? What if that happens? Is that God, I love that. Yes. I
1: could have used your help so many years before I actually met you, but that's <laughs> what just started here. So I, I'm loving your stuff. I know you've got some wicked and final options and things like that. So how would somebody get a hold of you if they want to go play more?
0: So they could come to wealthclinic.com forward slash vision, and they'll get the first chapter of my book. They'll get some really cool diagrams of questions that they can ask themselves as a business owner to kind of identify if they're trapped in any of these scarcity patterns Uh, and a meditation that teaches you about chakras. If you're interested in any of that, then you can listen to my meditation that you do in the morning and it prepares you for your day. You're like, I'm, I am totally ready for prosperity. Nice. I love that.
1: And peeps, if you think your mindset doesn't have anything to do with your finances, uh, you really, really, really need to go and talk to Lisa. So (laughs) whether you know it or not, you need to go and talk to Lisa because she's epic and amazing and you'll absolutely love her. That is awesome. So let me ask you this. At what point in your life did you know that you're a special kind of crazy enough to become an entrepreneur?
0: Very early in life. Uh, like eight, I started selling seeds door door to door in my neighborhood when you used to be able to do that kind of thing. And I got a taste of like them giving me money and being like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I, yeah, I think it's, it's always been that way, but I, I also will say that my parents were business owners And they were really financially strapped growing up. And so it made me afraid to be a business owner. I thought that I would be like them. And so I played it safe for a long time in the corporate world. And I did learn a lot and I did make a lot of money, but ultimately I am so glad that I started drinking the Kool-Aid full time because I think that entrepreneurs are like the bravest, most courageous people on the planet. And I get to like consider myself one of them. Whereas I used to just have envy when it's, when you're only doing it as a side hustle and you have like the safety of the business, the company, you know, it's not the same. So I left that seven years ago.
1: I do love a good entrepreneur. And I do actually believe that it will be the the thing that we need to make this planet even more awesome and epic than it already is, is when everybody becomes an entrepreneur and they figure out who they need to be in order to
0: step up and be that entrepreneur. So that is awesome. Cool. Any final words for our peeps today? I'm so appreciative of this conversation, Michelle. And I hope that folks are taking maybe just one idea away that inspires them to go back, ask some really good questions, question your assumptions about your business. Look for where you can create more prosperity in your life because it's totally waiting for you.
1: Nice. I love that.
0: That's beautiful. So peeps, go and check out
1: uh, Lisa's goodies and her gifts and you will find those at wealthclinic.com vision if you're driving and you can't write that down right now go to awarenessstrategies.com and we will make sure that we can get you set up because I think you need to take this little chakra test no matter where you are in business you'll see some because then you'll see something in yourself that you don't already see and that's just super fun so why would not you go do that. Cool. Well, thank you so much again for being with us here today, Lisa. Appreciate it. Appreciate you and your time. And uh, peeps, this is Michelle. Thank you for being with us here today as well. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show or you have a question or topic you'd like me to discuss, please reach out to me at, Michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.